going to the B-Zone with yours truly, Tracy S. Campbell. And yes, we are back with another great episode this week. And of course, I can't do it alone. I have a great crew with me. First up is our show producer, as well as an accomplished author, the amazing Tamara Ham Nighting. Hey, Tam. Hey. Good to have you. Thanks for having me, as always. Of course, of course. And yes, everyone, we have to introduce the oftentimes opinionated, oftentimes, well, off-kilter, Dieri's parent. Dieri, <laughs> thank you so much for Hello being there, here. Hello there, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. I'm speaking a different accent every it's week. Going on. I know, right? Hello there. When did country. you become British? Hello, hello. Did you become hello. Hello. British? Oh, I'm going to sit back and drink some tea and oh, some my goodness. sugar with my on. tea. Let's, uh, please bear with us as we try to bear with him, okay? Uh, but at any rate, yes, we are here in the B-Zone. As you can tell, we have a great time here in the B-Zone, and today is no exception. And today, we are going to delve into the topic of validation. Do men need more validation than women? Hmm. An interesting question that we are going to address today. And to help us address this, we're going to get it started with our beloved Dear B-Zone letter coming up (laughs) right now. We at Blossom Arc understand that you don't want just any audience. You want the right audience that's interested in your product or service. We can help you connect to this audience via lead generation, content marketing, email, SEO, media and advertising promotions, training, and so much more. Visit us at www.blossommark.com. That's Blossom, M-A-R-K.com. Or shoot us an email at hello at blossommark.com. We look forward to connecting you to your right audience, make more sales, and yes, see your business flourish and blossom. Okay, everyone, it is time for our Dear B-Zone letter. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Tam, what do you have for us today? Yeah, listen. Dear B-Zone, I am a happily married man, but these thirsty women keep sliding in my DMs, mm. telling me how handsome I am, and they can do me better than my wife. I love my wife and I don't want to lose her if she thinks I'm entertaining these women. I can't lie. Some of them are beautiful and the temptation is real. I travel a lot for my job so I meet people all the time. How do I shut down these women? Wow. Hmm. Sliding into his DMs. His DMs. For those who don't know what a DM is, it's a direct message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or any of the platforms. Anything that's private. Social media. Social media. That's right. Anything that's a private message to you. Yes. So this guy is... Evidently, he thinks he's hot stuff. Uh, and uh, evidently, <laughs> these women find him irresistible. Mm. That, at least that's what he's trying to lead us to believe. That's what he wants us to believe. Okay. Well, he is married. He didn't send me no photo, so I can't yeah, judge. Yeah, can't validate that. Yes, we can't validate that. But he's married. Mm-hmm. And he said he's happily married. Mm-hmm. So, 
I don't know why this is such a difficult thing for him to do. If he's married, he's happily married, then he needs to tell these women that are allegedly to back sli- off. Yes, yeah, sliding into his DM to slide right on out. I don't see <laughs> what the problem is, Darius. What do you think? First, I say play up, play up, play up. <laughs> hey, look, I'm gonna tell you like, <laughs> okay, okay, unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay, so honestly, honestly, I think. You're not happy in your marriage, honestly, because of fact, like Tracy said, if you are happy and your woman is the apple of your eye, or the eye of your apple, how's the uh, apple, apple of your eye, eye. Apple of your yeah. eye right? Jeez. If, if that's your woman, then the rest of these other women shouldn't even matter. The rest, all that other static, that confusion, you should just be deleting them, chopping them off your direct message list, your friends list, or whatever. Block them. But the, the, what I'm concerned about is what kind of pictures are you posting? What kind of information mm. are well, you putting true. out Well, that's true. We don't know mm-hmm. what he's putting out there because to cause this influx you of DMs. Are enti- right. You're enticing these women to mm-hmm. kind of come and slide in your DMs. What are they telling? I want to know what is in your DMs. And are you getting pictures? he's not even, he's not saying to them, I'm married Leave me alone. I'm not interested. Thank you for the compliment and keep it moving. Right. He's trying to figure out how do he shut them down when he knows that they're beautiful and the temptation is real. Bruh, really? shut them down. Eat like he, he don't just want said to. it. Right. He this don't is want not rocket science. This is not rocket science. That's why want I to. say no. You, he got one. But he want to have his cake and eat it too. And one exactly. Right? Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think that this begs the question of are we dealing with a gentleman who needs his ego stroked? Are we mm-hmm. dealing with someone who, for some reason, needs to be validated outside of his marriage? Maybe he needs this attention. Maybe he needs these DMs in order to feel more manly, for lack of a better word. Mm. Mm. But if you love your wife and you don't want to lose her, why even take the risk of entertaining these other women? But if you are a validation junkie, Well, there you have it. Yeah, there you have it, right? So let's talk about that. Let's talk about validation. And we all need validation. You know, all of us need that occasional pat on the back. We need that occasional. You're doing. Well, you're a fabulous, you, Tracy. Thank you so much, Tam, for that pat on the back. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank Aries. Thank you. Thank you. But, but we all need that. But when it gets out of control, to the point of interfering with your day-to-day activities, to the point where you're jeopardizing your valued relationships with your loved ones. Now we have a problem. Yes. So I was reading an article, of course, of the course. other day. And, always uh, read. Uh, always. Oh, yeah, I have to, I have to stay always in the know. Just I read. have to stay in the know. I have to stay in the know. And, you know, it talked about men and women and the differences between what men require and what women require. Mm-hmm. And I was very surprised at the percentage of men, actually 50% or more, have admitted that they feel the need to be validated and they don't feel that they get enough kudos, accolades and praise for what they do in their day to day lives, especially from their loved ones. I was actually a little surprised by that. Darius, I mean, I'm what not do shocked. you think? You're not, Tim? You're no. not Darius, what do you think as a man? I think the number probably 80%. <laughs> but Darius, as a man, what do you think? I mean, do you feel that you get enough validation and credit from uh, your family and friends and especially from the opposite sex? Uh, from family and friends, I think I do get enough validation as, po- as opposed to the op- from the opposite sex. I don't hear too much of it just because I don't really seek it like that. I don't really go after the acts. Mm. Most of the time, my validation comes from from the opposite sex, I would say. Most of the time, come, it comes from after I didn't interacted with them, after we didn't got 
intimate, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's where all the, oh, well, you sold this and you sold that and you, you have a great conversation here and there. Quick story. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, growing up, fat, stubby, chubby kid, whatever, mm-hmm. didn't get any, any type of looks. Mm. Growing up, mm-hmm. got a little slimmer, got a little taller, got a little hair on my face. Oh, I used to like you when you were when you were, you know tell me back then. It's like after I didn't mm. changed. Wow, people mm. want to come and tell me about really. Them. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Mm. So wow. So how did that validate you? It did it validate. Well, how it, did you I, feel about that? I felt like oh well, I wish you would have told me because you told me this about two three kids later. However, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> The comment, nonetheless. Two, later, I'm done. And, you know, after about two, three years of growing and showing and getting in the gym, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You got to get in the gym, get your weight up. Oh, I got goodness. my weight up a Here little bit, mm-hmm. lost a little weight. Mm-hmm. Now, now you want to come in, now you want to come, title, you know, mm-hmm. talk to me now. But Darius just <laughs> share with us a tale of how <gasps> folks appreciated his chubbiness. <laughs> Back then, and I didn't know. And they but they didn't know. say anything. But they didn't, didn't say, say anything. anything. Not until he became fine, and now he's at, and got see, his weight up. I'm, if he, I'm not if even he like all that. I'm like a couple of chips in the bag. I'm not all that in the bag of chips. But you know what I'm saying? My thing is, though, because I didn't get that validation, then that was that is what made me a change me because I was seeking that secretly. I guess internally. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting somewhere. yes, so, so yes. What you're saying is that because you didn't feel appreciated previously, you thought you needed to change yourself. I needed to to change. And And I I said, let me go and get my weight up. Right. And now Mm -hmm. you're hearing after the fact that people, for whatever reason, actually appreciate you. You always have a nice smile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not like, oh, really? No stuff. But wait a minute. But wait a minute. Could it be? Could it be that because now you are at a certain level in your career, you've worked on your physical body and all that. Could it be that now you're more appealing and therefore they now are coming towards you to even have the conversation? They weren't approaching you to even have the conversation previously. It's a lot of things I think about. Maybe I could just be the last stand. Like, well, you know what? Maybe after all these years, he's still single. Maybe I try to talk to him. I be thinking that too Mm. sometimes. Like, I'm just the... Could be deceitful. But now... But that's a negative way to think about it. But, but that's well, but that's it's a cold hard game out here, Trace. Trace, yeah. you're married. You're in a relationship. You don't know. That's facts. <laughs> you do not know <laughs> what is out here and the right. type of games these folks play. Well, they that's true. I've been out of now. it for a while. That's right. true. Especially that's true. Now. Yeah. But now so. let's talk about how validation relates to women. So Darius is saying that he didn't receive this validation until after he literally put forth the effort to better himself physically, like mentally, into, financially. Like when I got into college right. mm-hmm. and I started losing that weight, I was the opposite of freshman 15. I got into college, started lifting weights, hanging out with the big boys, stuff like that. I turned into my adult body. Mm-hmm. Then my, my Facebook was cracking, mm. okay. which was blowing up. I mean, it was, it was doing well. Thank you for <laughs> clearing that up, what cracking means. Thank you, Darius. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. So, Tam, now... What do you think now? You and I, you and I being the ladies here on the on the crew, mm-hmm. how do you feel in terms of female validation or the need to be validated as a woman? Well, I think we need to be validated as a woman because we go through so much, right? We true. are caregivers, nurturers, you know. Well, that's and true. We always have to stroke a man's ego for crying out loud, stroke you know, just ego, be baby. in the. <laughs> stroke. I'm a leader. 
so stroke my ego. See, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, you're saying that as women, though. But I think we do need that as well because sometimes, you know, we go through processes where we let ourselves go. You know, we don't get in the gym every day. We feel some type of way depending on what we go through emotionally. Mm-hmm. And we're way more emotional than men. So we're constantly in need, constantly looking at the mirror, looking at our flaws. We don't have enough makeup. We don't have our hair not long enough. Our hair should look like that. You know what I mean? True. So true. I think women that we do. do. Go a lot yeah, of that. we go yeah. through a lot of needing that self-validation all the time, so. Well, do you know that they have broken down validation into categories, believe it or not? Really? Yes, they have. And in this day and age that we're in, in modern times, they have determined that there are three main areas of validation. <laughs> said modern times. Modern right. times. Modern times. That's right, I said it. Modern times. Three areas. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Yeah. I said, I said it. it. Now what? How old is she? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, get, get, get it on. Go ahead. Modern do times. Three Go areas, ahead. everyone, of validation. Social media validation. Mm-hmm. Approval from the opposite sex validation. Mm-hmm. And approval from external family and friends. Mm. Okay. Oh, so geez. three areas that we are currently dealing with in the times that we're living in that affect our validation or that we feel we need validation through more accurately. There is this notion of approval addiction. Okay. It's not a term that is used as other mental health disorders uh, terms are used. You know, we all hear about schizophrenia or we hear about depression or we hear about anxiety. However, Research has shown that human beings have esteem needs. There is a level of our psyche that absolutely needs to have our esteem validated, for lack of a better word. And because of that, it is common that we, at times in our lives, seek approval from others. It becomes an addiction when the seeking of that approval is interfering Mm -hmm. with other aspects of your life or you find yourself modifying your behavior in order to get this approval. That's okay. so true. Yeah, so so that's when it becomes a problem. And now this, of course, applies to men and women. And it's something that we all, I think, should check on ourselves. We should do a mental health check on ourselves to make sure that we are not following or falling into this path. But one thing is, and I'm going to give you some steps, everyone. I'm going to give you some steps or some things to consider when you look at your own behavior and when you look at the attention you may or may not be getting from others. When you look at all of that, how are you dealing with it? One thing is to know that you have a problem. Okay, let's start there, right? If you don't think that you have a problem, yeah, let's start there, you know? And these are some things that you can do. Do you have a hard time saying no when asked to do something, even if you don't want to do it? Do you spend hours on Facebook anxiously wanting to know how many likes Mm -hmm. you got or you received to your latest post? Or do you spend time trying to craft the most clever tweet? Mm. There is a psychologist at the Mainstream Mental Health Organization in Austin, Texas, that says that a lot of young people right now are dealing with this issue because of their obsession with social media. Well, they made us addicted to social media. Oh, they did, Tam? They did. Whoever they are, probably the same thing that Gary was referring to. They made us addicted to social media. Well, I think it is safe to say, though, that social media has added 
to the approval yeah, issue. Yeah, because it's definitely, you know, a way that we now have to build our brand. That's you true. Know, now you have to say you got to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, That's true. Twitter, we all do this, it. That, we all other, do it. You know? Yeah. But yeah, but to your point of is this all if if this is interfering with the rest of your life you know right. like all i have to do is get up and find out what's going on and how many likes i got and right. you know and if you don't get enough likes or enough attention on social media you have a bad day you yeah. know i mean there is a problem there's a yeah, problem just yeah. like when they had that instagram glitch and so all the instagram models couldn't post that day it was a major meltdown <laughs> You would have thought World uh, War Three broke uh, exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, so that's a problem. And then I think, again, again, not to throw more dirt on the millennials. That's not what I'm trying to do, everyone. She's doing but it. She's doing no, it. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm Definitely not. But what it. I'm saying, though, I is that this issue has been, <laughs> this issue has become more prevalent. More prevalent. That's all I'm saying. But you, know? but you have to understand, too, though, right? Because if you're single, you're out here just, you know, you're dating, you're playing a field. Instagram, social media, period, is a great tool to get out here and mingle. And so, you know, as somebody who uses Instagram to kind of, you know, make some plays out there, you would use your pictures or you would try to target a certain person. Say, mm-hmm. for example, you know, Tam follow me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to I, I'm going to get Tam. Then I'm going to try to see what she likes, see what mm-hmm. she's doing. And then I'm going to try to post something mm-hmm. that is. Uh, what's the word Sacronius To what she may post And so you know I would try to match What she posts Hopefully to get some likes And get then my, mm-hmm. And then as I get As I get attention. more More likes and her attention Then I might maybe Not even slide in her DMs But mm-hmm. you gotta slide in them comments Right Now, now, right. now, now once you hit them comments it's Now ooh, Now you working Now it's Cause mm-hmm. it's much more cerebral Than you may think when, that's so when, true when, though when you no, you're right you're but right. that it's also now science. you just made me smile oh here my comments yeah girl, but but yes. that feeds right into what we're saying i mean we all do before social media i mean we're spending so many hours of our day strategizing and crafting posts and all of these things that it's adding to the approval addiction problem that's why we're talking about this today yeah. so. well because i'm if i'm a if i'm a young single hot bachelor out here and i'm trying to make some plays with women <laughs> then, then I, I need, I need, they made yeah. us do it, and then I, I gotta have my 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 team of women. You're like, oh, okay, you, you know, know. Darius, this is so not about you. This is so <laughs> well, not about it, you. It's not here. about me. That, that was a hypothetical. See, we have that someone right a, here with an approval a addiction problem. Everyone, a hypothetical. I was just saying, hey, oh, you could be a hot, you know, hot girl out here. You see some guys you want to get with that you need to know how to, you know, make plays. And social media allows you to make plays on multiple fields. Well, here. thank you. Thank you, Dearies, drop, for dropping the mic. <laughs> drop the mic. I can't. Just drop, Just drop the mic on them. Well, everyone, continuing. First, we said recognize that there is a problem. Second, venture out of your comfort zone. So if you're not a great dancer, for example, and you want to learn, take a class. Okay, if you want to play an instrument, get some lessons. It's when you venture out of your comfort zone, you promote a growth mindset as opposed to being obsessed with an attention mindset or a mindset that is fixed. And this is, again, coming from psychologists that have done studies on this, that when you venture out of your comfort zone, you put your attention to other things, you have less time to worry about approval and the approval of others. That's true. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think I like that one. I mm-hmm. like that one. Getting mm-hmm. off yeah, of social media true. for a little bit of time can probably help. Number three, listen. When you take the time to listen to what other people are saying, two things happen. 
first, you realize that maybe the grass is not always greener. You realize that they're going my, through things my, just my. like you are, and maybe worse. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it puts things in perspective. They're not perfect either. And so that need for approval is lessened when you can actually put things in a better light. So just by listening to what other people are saying can also help you with your own issues. And so they've said that we have an increase, again, in depression and suicide and self-consciousness. So we associate the number of friends and likes that we have on social media with our self-worth. Yes. And that's a pretty scary state of affairs. And I think what's also scary is the fact that because so many people use the the these platforms to build their businesses is that. If you don't have an audience, then and people that are engaging in your business, exactly, then you're not going to get the sponsorships and advertising and products and things like that that That's you right. deserve, That's you know, right. because you're building your brand. Absolutely. So it goes two ways, mm-hmm. you know, and it's unfortunate that they want to know well, what's your social media following in order for mm-hmm. us to do business with you, right. you know, and now now that's making them also feel insecure. Absolutely, right? So it's a vicious cycle. It it's is a vicious, a vicious cycle. cycle. And then next we have approval from the opposite sex well yeah and I don't know about you I love movies and there was a movie that was done several years ago with Brad Pitt and with Ed Norton called Fight Club I love that movie that movie was time <laughs> I time love, before it's love time. that movie and I there was a quote Tam Tam you're missing oh, out I'm you're sorry. missing out you're okay. missing out I'll go find it you're out of here yes you are officially out of the cool club I started the cool club when did she become cool when did she become cool? I, I started some cool club and she just kicked me out the club. But there she quote. There is a quote from that movie, the character Tyler Durden. And again, we're not going to get too into the movie. I do recommend the movie if you haven't seen it. But there's a quote that applies to what we're talking about today. And Tyler Durden said, we're a generation of men raised by women. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if another woman is really the answer we need. So in other mm-hmm. words, men are constantly seeking validation from women. They are conditioned to seek the approval of women because, again, traditionally men are the hunters. Mm-hmm. But is it that, to this quote's point, is that to men's detriment right now? You know, that that need to seek validation from women. Is it now becoming something that's actually detrimental to men? Yes, because they're constantly out here having babies after babies after babies with all of these women. And I think it's because they are lacking security within themselves. And this is how they're seeking their validation. Just because you can smash a hundred girls, you know, like these guys out here now talking about, oh, I slept with a thousand women. That Whoa, does, you a know, th- that's a lot. That is well, a they, lot. they do boast about that. They, they do, do boast, boast about, about that. that. Uh, what was the basketball player? I think it was a few years back. He's for a whole... I mean, he was big in the 70s. Wilt Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain. Thank Mm -hmm. you, guys. Wilt Chamberlain. I think he boasted of sleeping with over 3,000 He did. Something to that. Some number like that. Anyone, and maybe I'm wrong, but if you know what I'm talking about, please let us know. I believe it was 3,000 women that he boasted Mm -hmm. about. Yeah, Yeah. thousands. Yes, thousands. Let's just say thousands. I personally think that's disgusting. That's a lot. First of all, you're Wilt Chamberlain for crying out loud. You built your brand. You're a solidified superstar. 
Right. And you needed validation by sleeping with all of these women? Well, yeah, because especially, but now look at how things were perceived then versus now. Well, to me, it hasn't changed much, right? You still have athletes and things sleeping with a lot of women. You do, yeah. So I would say this. Well, Wilt Chamberlain, if that is the correct person who you're talking about. I believe it is, yeah. To sleep with that many women, you're right, it is disgusting. However, though... You get to a point in life where you would just take it just because it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Which goes back to the women that are also putting themselves in that position. Exactly. Because they're associating their validation and their worth by being connected to this celebrity. To Absolutely. Yes. So it goes both ways. Those women felt that if they could say that they slept with Wilt Chamberlain, that somehow that would elevate their status in some way. Which is, again, to me, is just crazy thinking. Crazy, absolutely crazy thinking. And then lastly, we have approval from family and friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So seeking your validation from family and friends. That can become so toxic. Yes, it can. And quick. Yes. And quick. Because even though we love our family and friends, Oftentimes, they are the toughest critics. Yes. And oftentimes, they are not our strongest supporters. Yes. So we spend a lot of time trying to get them to support People us. People, please. Yes. Is and, the word. and then if they don't, we really take it personally because they are our relatives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because I feel like they or people have family first, family first, you know, it's all right. <laughs> right, right. Because family could be the ones that are hurting you just as bad as an outsider. That's I true. have more supporters, not to say anything against my family because I love them and they know it, but I have more supporters that are strangers. You right. Know? I have more people who want to collaborate with me that are strangers, That's you know, true. just based yeah. off of who I am, what I do, and my brand. My family are not saying, come on, let's put together this, let's do mm-hmm. that. But not to say that they don't support me, but. Sometimes the support comes from from outside versus right. inside. And so. that's a true statement. I, I can definitely right? agree with that and attest to that. And you're right. It's so much easier to get that approval or to get that support yes. from outsiders versus our own families, our own relatives, and so forth. So again, everyone, validation nowadays, there's that social media validation. That's There's the validation from the opposite sex. And there's the validation that we seek from family and friends, all of it can be very toxic and very counterproductive to our productivity and our survival if we let it get out of hand. But right now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, you're going to meet Gabrielle Stone, daughter of veteran actress Dee Wallace Stone. And she went on a very interesting life-changing journey as the result of dealing with heartbreak and it enables her to write a book a very successful book and to motivate and help others in a similar situation we'll meet gabrielle stone right after this message we'll be right back did you know that only one in ten Young people from low-income families go on to graduate from a four-year college compared to 50% from high-income families. Children and youth from low-income families are more likely to have sex before the age of 16, run away from home, or even commit a crime. And 7% of young women from low-income families have a child by the age of 18 compared to only 1% from high-income families. Now, with facts like these, it's more important than ever that we provide a strong foundation 
for our young people, especially our young women. The Bebo Foundation is doing just that through our programs that provide mental and emotional education for healthy mindsets, a mentorship program that provides successful female role models for our young ladies, and even a work-study program teaching media concepts that can help young people contribute to their homes financially. I encourage you to join us on this very important mission. Head over to thebibofoundation.org. That's T-H-E-B-I-B-O foundation.org and help us in this very important work. The Bebo Foundation, creating strong, healthy, and yes, beautiful lives for our youth. One empowering step at a time. Welcome back to the B-Zone, everyone, and it's time for you to meet our celebrity guest today. This week, it's Gabrielle Stone. She's the daughter of veteran actress D. Wallace Stone, and Gabrielle wrote a book, and this book is all about her experiences with a broken relationship, and it prompted her to take this journey of self-awareness, self-discovery, similar to Eat, Pray, Love, and in this journey, She learned a lot about herself and she came back stronger than ever and ready to move forward. And not just one disappointment, but two romantic disappointments. So please tune in right now to this great interview with Gabrielle Stone and learn how she was able to deal with that type of pain and heartache and come out stronger and better than ever. Well, everyone, I am here today with the amazing Gabrielle Stone, who's going to tell us all about her incredible book, Eat, Pray, Hashtag FML. This is going to be a very interesting conversation, as well as all the other accomplishments that she has acquired along the way in acting, in directing, and so on. Gabrielle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, this is a treat. Uh, We were just chatting offline about your incredible mom. And the fact that you are the product of not just one, but two extremely talented parents, Dee Wallace of E.T. and Cujo and The Howling and all those iconic and classic films, as well as your father, Christopher Stone, Bionic Woman, Dallas, all sorts of just incredible bodies of work. And now we have you, who is just equally talented in all that you've accomplished as well. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm doing my best to carry out the legacy. So thanks. (laughs) You're holding your own. You're holding your own, Gabrielle. And so it's a treat because I really want us to talk a lot and spend some time talking a lot about your book, Eat, Pray, Hashtag FML, which is an awesome title. And you know what motivated you to write this book? Because despite all those other great things in terms of your parents and, and the things that you're doing professionally, which we will absolutely talk about, uh, along the way, you are human just like the rest of us. You've had human experiences just like the rest of us. And that prompted you to write this very heartfelt, I have to assume heart-wrenching at times, project to publish this book, to write this book about your personal experiences when it comes to heartbreak, when it comes to love, and when it comes to finding yourself. Can you set the stage for us, Gabrielle, in terms of what motivated you to write this book? So the book kind of happened to me, just for a little bit of background. I was married for almost two years, And in 2017, I found out my husband was having an affair with a 19-year-old for six months, filed for divorce, left, 
Shortly after, I met a man and we fell madly in love with each other. It was a whirlwind romance. Mm -hmm. And he convinced me to join him on a month-long trip to Italy. 48 hours before we were getting on a plane, he told me he had to go by himself. And I was absolutely devastated. But I had the decision to make. And that was either stay at home and be heartbroken or go travel Europe for a month by myself. So I went with a backpack and zero plans, and I did seven countries over the span of the month all by myself. And then I wrote a book about it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So so let me recap that because I'm sure those that are watching us or listening to us are like, are wait, like, what? did she say exactly? <laughs> did she say seven countries in one month? Yes. Incredible. And you literally, literally just picked up minimal belongings and just went. Is this something that you would recommend someone else to do? Another woman, maybe even a man, but you know, just another person that has gone through something that life changing, something that heart wrenching, that's just devastating. Would you recommend something like this to them? I would recommend even if people aren't going through something heart wrenching and devastating to go solo travel. Um, it absolutely changed my life. I would have never done it if it didn't happen that way and kind of was forced upon me. Right. Uh, it really gets you in touch with who you are as a person. It makes you drop every wall that you have and meet people authentically and as your true self, which is so nice. And uh, it really puts you out of your comfort zone, but makes you grow in such incredible ways. And quite frankly, now, after I've done it, if I had the choice to go on a vacation with someone or go by myself, I'd probably want to go by myself. Wow, that is amazing. And I know oftentimes, I'm sure you get this a lot, when you think about eat, pray, hashtag FML, um, a lot of people, of course, instinctively think about the Julia Roberts movie, you know, yeah. a, a similar story. Again, I'm assuming that was much more fictional. Yours is a true account. But they think about from a movie perspective or, you know, a fictional perspective, and you've done it in real life. And I think that that's just truly motivating and inspiring for individuals out there that may be dealing with heartbreak, maybe dealing with any life altering situation. And they feel that, you know, what do I do? What do I do to recharge, to reset? Would you view this as a way of coping? Was it just, you know, something that you did on the on a whim because you just needed to get away from it all? And as you did it, you found out, hey, this really was therapeutic. I mean, for you, what was the impetus other than the obvious? You know, I was planning on doing this trip with my boyfriend throughout Italy for a month. And when everything fell apart, it was like, well, really, I, I have to just go. So yeah, part of it was me wanting to not stay at home and be heartbroken. And part of it was that I know everything happens for a reason. Normally, you don't see that reason until much right. further down the road. But right. even the moment that he told me he had to go by himself, I went, oh, this is this is why this is happening. Since I was a little girl and my dad passed, I have been terrified to be alone and be by myself. I always either needed my mom or a man in my life or friends around me. And the, the universe had literally delivered a clear way for me to go face that head on. And so I knew it was happening for a reason. And I, it, there was no doubt in my mind that I had to go. I was absolutely terrified, but I knew that I had to do this. And the book, which I wrote the majority of on my trip, was really therapy for me. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten through those three months without being able to write it all out. 
I think. Exactly, exactly. And you said something that I think is very poignant, Gabrielle. You said that you've always, at least since your father's passing, you've always felt the need to not be alone. You've always felt that you needed someone right there, whether it's your mom or whether it's a boyfriend or a companion. But going through this experience maybe freed you from that codependency, if you will. What would you say to someone right now that's listening or watching us that may have a similar story? They Maybe they are dealing with the loss of a parent and they never did really deal with that. You know, they, they've always spent their life needing someone else to anchor them. What would you say to that person right now? Well, I would start by saying read this book because as incredibly hilarious and fun and a wild ride that it is, I share a lot of really important healing techniques and beliefs that I've discovered and ways that I've been able to cope and move forward from them and how to love myself. Like this really is a book about how to heal. And I've gotten so many messages from, you know, even the first three weeks that it's been available of people being like, oh, my God, I've never heard it so clearly on how to get through, you know, A, B or C or how to love myself and how to really like change the way that I have been acting my whole life. And the man that broke up with me before Europe, his backstory is um, he lost a family member a year and a half before and he had pushed a lot of grief down. And I think when he fell in love with me, that opened up and kind of the floodgates came. And, you know, I lost my dad when I was younger. I also lost my boyfriend in high school. So there there's a lot of um, ways to deal with grief and how those patterns show up for us later in life Mm -hmm. um, that can be very detrimental to us and other relationships if we don't know how to deal with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And oftentimes we don't deal with them until much later in life, especially when they happen to us at a young age. And I'm just glad to know that you had the opportunity. I'm sorry it happened in this fashion, let's say, but it also opened up the opportunity for you to deal with it and move past it. Hopefully, and a lot of a lot of individuals don't have that opportunity and they carry it on well into older age and and so forth. So I think that is phenomenal. That is fantastic. What would you want someone to take away? Of course, we're going to encourage our listeners and our viewers to get the book, to really sit down and, and delve into it. But what would you want someone to take away from this conversation today that may be going through something very similar? Definitely that there is a light at the end of whatever tunnel you're in. Even if you cannot see it and it seems impossible, when you eventually get to that other side, it's going to be more beautiful and more amazing than you could have ever imagined. So just keep going because it's worth it. Fantastic. And Gabrielle, at this point in your story, in your journey, having gone through those experiences with the ex-husband, with boyfriend or actually he was going to be a fiance, I'm assuming, and now coming out on the other side of all of that, having gone through your eat, pray, FML experience, having you know gone through all that healing and so forth, what is your take right now on relationships or getting involved or taking a chance again on love in the future? You know, I'm, none of this has changed me in a way that has made me guarded. Um, I mean, if I was, I would have been guarded before my relationship after my ex-husband. You know, there's no reason to protect your heart in that way. Yes, my heart was absolutely broken 
from the man before Europe, but that changed me as a person. It sent me on a huge journey. It gave me this book. It, um, it healed me. It made me realize so many things that I would never have realized before that. So as far as moving forward, I, I've never been closed off. Even when I came home from Europe, yeah, I was like, I need to be single for a while because, you know, everybody needs time with their self to be happy with themselves. But I've never been guarded because of the situations that have happened to me. It's all learning experiences and I, I would never give up my marriage. Uh, I learned a lot from that situation and I'm thankful to all the lessons that came from it. And I'm real thankful that I'm out of it and the relationship that I had after. You know, that really changed my life in a lot of ways. So right now is finally the first time that I'm really comfortable with myself and I know my self-worth. And uh, there are some important people in my life, but we'll see where those go. Be sure to follow us on social media. We're at facebook.com forward slash bzone with TSC. That's the letter B, zone, with TSC. And check out our page on the Bebo Weekly website at beboweekly.com forward slash bzone. Welcome back to the B-Zone, everyone. And I truly hope that you enjoyed that great interview with Gabrielle Stone. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, too, I can't even wrap my mind, honestly, uh, guys, around this. She had her husband Mm -hmm. of less than two years Mm -hmm. step out on her with a younger, much Mm -hmm. younger woman. Mm -hmm. Dirty dog. Yeah. And then. (laughs) I'm not trying to get married. Then on top of that. Losers. She thought she met another man that things were going to work out with and right before their trip to Italy he decides nope I'm not going and you know basically ends the relationship right before the trip that's I crazy her. but I commend her for continuing on and going without him yes and go without him little did she know that that was going to be a life changing experience I agree yeah and I would have went without him too absolutely <laughs> absolutely see you later absolutely so I commend her and again she is an accomplished not only author but director and producer following in the footsteps of her famous mom and dad so we wish Gabrielle much much success absolutely. much much success going forward and can't wait to see what else that she's going to to give us to I motivate. agree yeah, yeah and inspire absolutely well everyone we're going to be right back and yes coming up the segment of the show that does my heart good every week <laughs> off the wall news yes it's time to get inspired everyone oh, and goodness. do your part and mm. we'll bring more right after this message we'll be right back Make sure you follow us on social media. We're at facebook.com slash bzone with TSC. That's the letter B, zone with TSC. And check out our page on the Bebo Weekly website at beboweekly.com slash bzone. Welcome back to the B-Zone, everyone, with yours truly, Tracy S. Campbell. And now we come to that part of the show that... I know you all are waiting for to be inspired and to be motivated to do your part in your local community. Today in Off the Wall News, we have an inspiring story out of West Virginia, Jethro Jones, Mm. otherwise known as JJ, (laughs) to his family and friends, came up with a way to take what would be perceived as a 
selfish and maybe even deviant mm-hmm. part-time activity, mm-hmm. pastime, and turn it into something inspiring, worthwhile, and much needed in his community. Mm. JJ has been running a local moonshine business for several years, <laughs> very successful, and he decided, you know, something needs to be done about the schools in the area that are run down and in need of repairs. And and JJ was fed up Mm. with no one doing anything about it. So you know what he did, folks? Mm. JJ decided that moonshine was the answer. So every Thursday and Friday night, when he has his most patrons, he has a lot of patronage of his very successful and prosperous moonshine business. Every Thursday and Friday night, his customers can now rest assured that part of their monies... (laughs) (laughs) that go towards their moonshine purchase is now going to help repair rundown schools in the local community there in West Virginia. So now they can partake of moonshine and they can be altruistic and humanitarian at the same time. Tam and (laughs) Jerry's once again, we have a citizen that hey. has decided to step up Diddy. and do what was necessary. I, I commend this brother right here, JJ. Yes. JJ. First of all, as a, person, as a person that is an alcoholic, oh, I, I stand by this message. I stand by this message. 100%. JJ, you doing a thing, brother. Oh, my Keep God. doing you, brother. Oh, my goodness. We need more people who, who are like you to take those funds and put them into the schools and make sure the kids get their stuff. <laughs> and then, hey, if you want to sell some moonshine on the school block, too, to the parents and they come pick up their kids. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Darius. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The story is that JJ (laughs) is selling the moonshine to his already patrons Mm -hmm. on Thursday and Friday evening. You can do, though, also. You can have a moonshine truck. They can have a food truck. Get a moonshine moonshine fundraiser. Right? (laughs) And you can park the moonshine (laughs) truck in front of the school when parents come and pick up their kids. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Because you know when parents come and and pick up the kids, they're probably sitting there for about 10, 15 minutes. Well, look, go and take the edge off. Because you've been working all all day. I think the teachers probably need it more than... Exactly (laughs) right. You know how many people could could benefit from getting a little sip on real quick. As soon as the kids leave, I'll park my moonshine truck around the back so (laughs) the kids can see it. So adults can go back there and buy their little shots or whatever they need. They jugs or they mason jars, whatever I may sell, whatever JJ may sell. And then make a profit. sounds like he's going into business with JJ. It sounds like Diaries is trying to get in on the action (laughs) of JJ's business. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Not only am I'm helping the school out wherever I'm selling my product, but also I'm making money, which is going to go back into the school <laughs> anyway. So, let's so, Diaries, is it safe to say that this particular inspiring story of oh, selflessness God. and innovation is, is, is one that you can relate to? First of all, the magnitude of this story is <laughs> impeccable. This right here oh, is, it's, is beyond brilliant. I love this story. This but is, now, Darius, oh, why goodness. is it that this particular story is so brilliant in your opinion? Because I, when he's taking something that is one, my favorite pastimes besides playing video games is drinking. Like I said before, something that has been used in 
people do it and abuse it all the time. He's taking it and he's putting it towards good use. It's, be, it's better than he's those probably people. getting the teachers and the what parents drunk. Oh. They not even take care of these kids. First, well, Tam, I detect some negativity here. <laughs> I detect some negativity coming yeah, I'm from I'm trying you. to find the selflessness. What do you mean? It is I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be inspired by this story. And, um, it's beautiful. Well, I think because I'm part of the non-drinking community. Well, so am that's I. You. So am I. But that's even, that's my fault. But even I, Tam, can see that this gentleman here has stepped out of his selfish zone and has moved into a zone of philanthropy oh God. and a zone of giving back and actually exactly. helping the future generation. <laughs> helping the future it. generation. And the future generations? Yes, absolutely. What? These so little he's kids. He's going to pass this down to the children? No, but he's helping the kids have a roof over their head that doesn't fall and cave in. Mm-hmm. He's helping Books, them. Utensils. There you go. There you go. Gym now room, you're preaching to But if everybody is drunk... First of all, how are they getting anything accomplished? You sound like Tracy and them Gators. And them oh, Gators, you gotta go back there. You gotta go back there. It ain't about the people being drunk. It's about the money. If people actually go get to some drinks, they can stop seeking validation. Maybe you get a little tipsy. You don't have to be trying to seek and validation. How did this story oh have my anything God. to do with validation? Because you know why? When you get a little tipsy, you get a little warm and fuzzy on the inside. You're just having a good day. You're not mm. worried about what the next man or next woman thinking. Hey, if I'm at home, my wife come home, she's got an attitude, and I'm kind of lit. My Even goodness. if she don't come and talk to me, I'm still in a great mood. And lit means I'm drunk, people. I'm tipsy. Another story, everybody, <laughs> of inspiration, motivation, and innovation to help others in need. That's it for this week of Off the Wall News. But yes, we're going to be back next week with another story to motivate you to do your part. Calling all experts, trailblazers, and game changers. Are you involved in work that is making a difference in the lives of others? Do you have a compelling story that will inspire and motivate? And are you ready to join the conversation on the Purple Couch? If so, then we need to hear from you. To become a Bebo Weekly guest or panelist, contact us by email at thepurplecouch at beboweekly.com or you can call us at 1-800-365-3203. That's 1-800-365-3203. Come join the conversation on the Big Purple Couch. I truly hope that you enjoyed today's show all about validation and helping you to realize whether or not you are an approval addict. We will be back next week. But before we go first, if you want to follow these people on my crew, and yes, <laughs> they are something else. But if you want to follow them, tell them how they can follow you. Well, they can follow me at Tamara Knighton, T-A-M-A-R-A-K-N-I-G-H-T-E-N on all social media platforms. And Aries. And you can follow me on Instagram at heavyhev773. That's heavyhev, H-E-V-773. Wonderful. And yours truly, Tracy, T-R-A-C-I dot S dot Campbell on Instagram. Now, everyone, of course, we cannot leave the show without our always much anticipated word of the day from our local wordsmith, Darius Perrin. Darius, what is the word for today? Today's word is daffing. Daffing. D-A-F-F-I-N-G. Wow. And what does that mean? Merriment, playful behavior, foolishness. Mm. So you can say, when I was on the CTA, 
I saw this gentleman had on some rather daffing clothes. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, depending on where you were in Chicago, Darius, that's not far fetched. That's true. Very, very <laughs> foolish. He was dressed like he was. Uh. Yeah. Well, on that note, make sure everyone that your wardrobe is not daffing. <laughs> This coming week, okay? But in the meantime, take care. And yes, we're going to be back next week with another great show right here in the B-Zone. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Adios. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're at Facebook.com slash B-Zone with T-S-C. That's the letter B, Zone with T-S-C. And check out our page on the Bebo Weekly website at BeboWeekly.com slash B-Zone.